Blog Talk Radio. Oh, mama, I'm in fear for my life from the long arm of the law. Got miles to go before we sleep. Lawman is putting into my running and I'm so far from my We will not go gently. We're going to unleash hell here in December. Oh, mama, I can hear you crying. You're so scared and all alone. Hey, somebody fix this guy's buckle. Hey, 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 coming down from the gallows and I don't have another edition of Fact or Fiction. We are just two weeks away from the opening kickoff. The Pittsburgh Steelers are about to take the field again for real, not just this preseason nonsense. Um, And we are super, super excited to get it here going. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Zach Parnes. I'm along with my beautiful co-host here with me, Brian Hamlet. Uh, today we have a lot of great stuff to talk about, and we'd like you to join in in the conversation. Three four seven eight five zero eight five eight one is the number to call if you're interested in sharing your opinions. Now, a lot of cool stuff to talk about today, um, but Brian, I I know you and I wanted to lead off about a little question. This was a debate we were having a few days ago about the man in charge, Mr. Big Ben Roethlisberger, and we are going to get to that factor fiction here in a second, but I want to know, what do you think, I mean, Ben means to the team? I think that, uh, just want to say hey to everybody here, this is Brian Hamlin from Hot Takes with Ham. No, but I just want everyone to know that Ben Roethlisberger uh, is not a young man anymore, and that's, I, I feel like he is someone who has really aged since probably his fourth year in the, like, since his fourth year in the league, Ben has been a guy who people have said he's a veteran, uh, so, I mean, he's been a veteran here for what, like eight years now, eight or nine years, maybe like he's working on a decade of kind of being more than just, uh, I mean, he won a Super Bowl in the second year in the league. So if he, um, if you look at his, at his career in Pittsburgh and you look at the time that he's put in, he's been, a, he's been a guy, he's been an old man for a while. And he's almost like, I was saying this to you earlier, he's kind of like Luke Skywalker with the beard. <laughs> That's kind of who Big Ben is right now, and I feel like he's almost – he is a gunslinger by heart. He wears the number seven in honor of John Elway. I feel like if we're going to – I mean, he grew up a fan of Elway. He's, he's talked about that before. I think that uh, this is probably – you know, we're, we're looking at Ben having a gunslinger final drive type moment here over the next – this year or the next. So, well, Big Ben. Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting, too, because, you know, while – he might play the Luke Skywalker role. Someone has to play the role of Ray, if you know, for keeping up with the, the new trilogy here. Um, this is going to be interesting to see who he turns the job over to, and I believe we're going to be talking about that a little bit later. But, I mean, Ham, let's, let's get it started here, dude. I mean, fact or fiction, 
just to give you guys a little background on how this whole thing works, we are going to have bold statements here on the Pittsburgh Steelers, and we are either going to say that they are fact, absolutely factual and true, or fiction, kind of false. Um, so, yeah, we got a few questions to go through, so without further ado, number one, Brian, fact or fiction, Big Ben will play more than two seasons or more for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's fiction. I think that Big Ben is going to play uh, – I think the line would be one and a half. And I think it would be – for me, I think I'm taking the under. I think this is Ben's last year, like I was kind of saying. Wow. But I think he's playing two years tops. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Ben and Brady out at similar times here. Now, people say Brady's going to play for another five years. Brady wants to play until he's 50. But Big Ben, I think, is definitely going to be gone here before – uh, we'll say, I'll say 2020 latest, but like I said, I put the line at one and a half. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. What say you? I'm saying fiction. So my biggest thing here is I'm going to say fact. I think he's ready to hang it up after this year, especially if the Steelers can't get it done. I think it's a different story if Pittsburgh wins. I think maybe then you think about going out on top, especially since you're going to have a bunch of guys who are up in contract negotiations who might be headed other places, you know, people who might be essential in that team for victory, but that's a long ways away. If it does not get done, I say more than likely that Ben is going to be playing another season. And, and I think he maybe has potential to play three. I don't think he's ready to hang it up. I don't think the Steelers are ready for him to hang it up either. I don't think they're that far along in the process yet. Yeah, you drop Josh jobs, but, you know, I mean, you've drafted other guys in the past before who haven't worked out either. Landry yeah. Jones is one who comes to mind. You know, Mitzenberger is another. Like, there has been a, a number of guys. Metzenberger. Metzenberger. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of my friend Zach Pitzenberger at home. <laughs> but his, that guy's name is Zach Metzenberger, right? Yeah. No, Zach, Zach Metzenberger from uh, LSU, right? Yeah. Yeah. Advance? yeah. He, he played down south with uh, – Oh, God, now I'm forgetting Coach's name. That guy could delete beers. I guarantee it. <laughs> Mettenberger? It's, it's Zach Mettenberger. That guy's the, he's, you know, he's a legend. Landry Jones was bad. Landry Jones was not good, and, and I'm definitely going to get a lot of shit um, for, for what I have said, simply because um, before your time on this show here, Ham, when I talk about it, like, you know, this has been a real old program, but we've only been along here a couple of years here behind the steel curtain. Um, I had said that Landry Jones was the reincarnation of Aaron Rodgers and that from the scenario of that you had a Brett Favre type figure in Big Ben mentoring wow. a younger guy like an Aaron Rodgers. And I saw him like playing college at Oklahoma and I was like, okay, Landry Jones has those pieces to be really, really good and learn from one of the best. And, and I've been proven very wrong. Well, he had a Heisman-like season. At Oklahoma, right? Yes. They had a really good team. I mean, like, the, uh, I think he had a bit of a, like, I think he had kind of a dud senior, senior year at Oklahoma, if I'm not mistaken, and that hurt his draft stock. But I don't know, Ponzi. I'm not – he's been bad. He's been bad. I can't believe he I, – I, it's going to be something that people forget in Steeler history, but he threw a pick at the end of that. Yeah. At the end of that Bengal game. Yeah. And, like, I, it was only, I think it was on second down. Yeah. And he threw it right at – did he throw Devontae's Burvick? I, I can't remember. The Burvick has a to, pick. But, like, listen, I, we could also talk about Burvick here for about an hour, knowing his yeah, yeah. day. But, 
uh, yeah, Landry Jones definitely not living up to any sort of expectation. Um, that, that I would, listen uh, real quick. I'm a fan of Dobbs. I like Dobbs. He seems like a smart guy. Sure. I think smart people make good quarterbacks. We'll see. You know, I think I think he I think he fits the type. I think he's the kind of guy that you would want uh, behind the helm going forward. But that's just yeah. That's that's a quick hot take. But. Josh Dobbs, the man out of the University of Tennessee. Of course, he was the fourth round selection for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, going to be interesting to see if he gets some reps uh, later on in the year. Uh, he's already getting them now in preseason. Doesn't look half bad, but obviously, you know. Doesn't look great. Yeah, doesn't look, does, great. Doesn't look great. But, he, you know, also a rookie and also not real. Like, the, 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 my biggest thing about the preseason is that none of these games are real. Yeah. Like, none of these games are actually simulated. The only thing that is real in any of these games is when a guy gets hurt. That's it. Yeah. Because that's the only time that something is actually lasting. That's a whole other argument. I don't know how to feel about the, uh, about the preseason. People are always like, they should only play two games. Then, I'm, I mean, like, you got guys who are only going to play, like, probably, what, 15 plays tops? Yeah, and then you got others who say that Then you got, Le'Veon, then you got Le'Veon Bell is going to show up on September 1st. Yeah, and, you know, I think just as you say that. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We should get into number two here, seeing as that is our number two. Brian, fact or fiction, Le'Veon Bell joining the Steelers on September 1st is just too close to kickoff. Listen, I don't think they're going to bench... Might be on Bell. He's gonna play. Um, they won't even bench him for a quarter. Uh, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say for the for the sake of how the question was worded, it's a fiction because it's it can't be quote unquote too late. It's not like there's going to be any real punishment here for Le'Veon Bell. But for me, I really don't. I don't like that. You don't see Antonio Brown doing that. You don't see Cameron Hayward doing that. You don't see Big Ben doing that. And Le'Veon Bell is what hat like. He's got half the experience Ben Roethlisberger does. His knees are 10 years younger, and he's not showing up. But you, you think ben, ben would love to be in, in, the, in the villa, you know, North, Northampton Acres, <laughs> chilling on, you know, on his weekend, on his, on his work day even, you know. But he's, uh, I don't know, Le'Veon Bell. I'm not, a, I'm, I'm not a huge fan. I think I said that in our, uh, in, in our last show, that I didn't like him too much. Yeah. But, uh Anyway, you seen James. Con- I, I, my thing about James Conner, like James, I feel like they could bench Le'Veon Bell for a, for a quarter, right? Like, let's say they wanted to like be like, hey, this was too late. You needed to play. You needed to show up to camp, and he didn't. Make, blah blah blah. I think that then they would have a lot of issue with going to James Conner this early. I don't think that he would be the D'Angelo Williams like type of player. I think he's a little skinny. I like James Conner. I think he's a great pickup, but I don't think they could. I don't think he could be the guy. Uh, week one, if they really needed him to be. So I'll say first off to answer the initial question because I want I want to talk about James Conner because I think it's a, a you know obviously extremely relevant considering that this is the man who is now the backup to Le'Veon. Um, and and for me, I don't see the Steelers sending a message like you said because I think he's just too good to send a message for something like this for him holding out for his own good. Um, fact, I do think it is a little too close to kickoff. I absolutely do. I think that you need to report to the team and you need to say, listen, here's how this is going to go, okay? I'm going to come. I'm going to work out. 
with the boys for a few days, okay? But then we're going to ink this. Like, we're going to ink this, and we're going to find a middle ground. And the bottom line is, is that I think this is a true test of, like, this is going to be a show sort of thing. This is going to be a what have you done for me lately. And, and I'll explain why. When he goes out there and he plays, if he underperforms, the Steelers knew they made the right move in not giving him money. But if he overperforms, if, you know, we're talking about a huge season for this guy, like bigger than we've ever seen before, other teams are going to be stepping up to this plate ready to pay him. And, and the bottom line is, is he's not going to consider Pittsburgh with it. Because yeah, he, yeah. He's not going to do it. And then James Conner becomes your starter. Yeah. And, and, and that's why I think that skinny dude. James Conner looks skinny. Yeah. But I mean, I, come on, man, you're, you're talking about a cancer patient for God's sake. Like, yeah, the, the, the dude's going to be skinny. Like he's going to need a few years for him to spend time in an NFL weight room and in an NFL regimen for him to really, you know, sort of get the feel. I don't know. I don't know. I, he, I, I think you need to weigh 240 pounds. 200, I think you need to be 225 running back. What's he at? He's probably like 195, 205. Well, we're about to find out as, the, uh, as my favorite uh, resource of all time, James Conner, comes up. He's listed at 230. He's listed at 230? I don't believe that. That's what Tad's on. He's, he's tiny. He looks tiny out there. He had like a shoulder injury early on at camp. I'm telling you. He looks a little skinny. That's all. I think he's got to put on a little weight still. Um, I like him though. He looked good in the second half of that preseason game against Atlanta, from what I saw. You know? Yeah. But I don't know. I just I just don't think he could be the guy right now. Uh, oh well, no, of course not. I mean, listen, the man's 22 years old. I mean, you know, it wasn't too long ago he was in his native town of Erie, Pennsylvania. Shout out Erie. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting down the line. Um, Le'Veon, bottom line. We need to see something out of you, dude. That's what we need. I think Jerry Jones would pay that guy 20, 20 million a year. Oh, yeah, easily. I think you could see easily. It doesn't put, you don't put that beyond Jerry Jones if, if he doesn't find peace in this whole Ezekiel Elliott thing, that he's not going to be finding someone else. Well, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know if Le'Veon Bell is the solution for a team that has problems with Ezekiel Elliott. Like, I feel like they're similar, not necessarily similar issues because they're completely different territories um, with, with Zeke's domestic violence case and Le'Veon having uh, marijuana, rep, you know, marijuana, marijuana issues. Um, but that being said, like, they, they, neither of them have a great track record. And Zeke, he gets hurt too, right? I think he's got he, – I think he might have a bad quad, quad or something like that. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, you've got to imagine that that's going to be fixed by week six by the time he's back. Well, week seven, they got that bye. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, yeah, we will see. We will see about Le'Veon Bell. I don't know. I bet you he – Comes in with a pretty solid year. I don't. I, I think that. Uh, I I've said this before. I just don't think he's going to be a Steeler too much longer. I think. I think Antonio Brown will be still longer than they go about. It's unfortunate, but it could be a reality. Um, moving on to number three here, as we are about at the midtime part of the show. Um, right after this, we're going to go to a, a great message from our buddy Frank Walker. But I want to talk about someone else. Um, some other law firms because. Because when I hear these guys' names, I just think law firm. Like, I hear the last name Sensabaugh, and I hear the last name Cockrell. Like, do either of those sound like football players to you? They sound like, they sound like lawyers. Like, it's like that whole anti-joke, what did one lawyer say to the other lawyer? We're, we're both lawyers. <laughs> so, you know, that, that's what we got going on here with these two men. But uh, enough joking around. Number three, Brian, fact or fiction, Cody Sensabaugh will win the starting corner job over Ross Cock getting some of the reps right now. Uh, this one is interesting. 
Sensabaugh is a veteran. He has played for the Tennessee Titans for a number of years and the Rams and the Giants last year. He is now a Pittsburgh Steelers, 194 tackles in his time in the league. He's forced to fumble, gotten a sack, and a few picks as well. Um, I think that, you know, this is interesting because he's had a chance to D up against some of these guys, including Antonio Brown, um, you know, in the past, and now he could be working alongside them uh, as personnel just on the opposite side of the ball. Um, this one's interesting. I think that, you know, the rookie, it, it's hard it, It's hard to give leverage to the guy who's younger, not the rookie, excuse me, but the guy who is less veteran than Sensabaugh, who has been in the league since 2012. But how does someone not like Ross Cockrell, who, who really stepped up last year and made a name for himself? I mean, this was a guy who was deep in the reserves and then ended up working for it. I'm going to go with fiction. I think that Cockrell will get the starting job at the end of the day, simply because he's been there and he's had it. But I'm not saying that it's unreasonable for Cody Sensabaugh to overtake him because Cockrell struggled in the postseason. He was not looking so hot at the end of the season. He gave up a few, and I know this was a meaningless game when, when you know, Landry Jones played and the Steelers played the Browns, but they, bad that that they were bad in that yeah. Brown game. Really bad. I mean, Terrell Pryor was lighting them up. And especially Ross was lighting him up well, I think uh, for yards. I think he's a star. Really? I think TP's a star. The former guy from Ohio State used to play quarterback. You think is a star wide well, receiver? He, he I mean, I guess we've had the same thing in Antoine Randall too. Well, he's he was a Jet. I mean, sorry, not, he was not a Jet. He was from Jeanette, uh, which is like north northwest of Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah, town on the river. But no, um, I'm gonna have to go with fiction here as well and say that Ross Cockle definitely. Uh, I think he's definitely the man to beat a corner, and I think it's simply because you look at the Steelers and, and roster moves in the past. Roster moves in the past. One, they always build from within, and Mike Tomlin is definitely a player's coach. And Mike Tomlin, like, he likes his relationships, and he likes um, – he's not so much like a what have you done for me lately. It's like a what have you – how have you been clutch for me? And, like, and he'll go back to a guy um, – I remember – oh, I'm trying to think of someone who played – corner for them a couple of years ago they had a big pick six in that uh in the in the chargers game on monday night yes i don't remember who the corner was but he was he wasn't great he wasn't great um anyway this guy had a big pick six in the second half and tom was stuck with him all year it's not bryce mccain um i can't anyway either way he's a player's coach like he used to give guys like Moelle more carries in the fourth quarter when he was the clear third down back and he would give him carries because I'm sure it's Mike Tomlin loved him all day more. So, that being said, I like Ross Cockrell. He's been a clutch player for them in the past. He said he wasn't great in the postseason last year. I don't know. I think he's one of the guys I trust in that secondary, and I think, uh, I think he's definitely the guy to beat at that position. Well, you know, it, it's also interesting. Uh, it's funny because I'm, like, I'm running through my history of Steelers quarterbacks. I'm going through guys like Deshae Townsend and, like, you know, other people like yeah. that. You know, I'm trying to find the right man for the name, uh, for the job. If you, if you know who it is. Please feel free. Give us a call. Uh, let us know because we're definitely looking for that right now. Um, I'm going to say this, and, and I think that this is really important. The, the Steelers, one of the biggest issues that this team has had in the last decade has been the secondary. It, it's been, and there's been no question about it. And I felt like Ross Cockrell was the light at the end of a tunnel for about the first eight weeks of the season. And, like, then he just trailed off. You know, I felt a complete – Okay, listen, you can say whatever you want about that New England game and say that, oh, we wouldn't even have been in it regardless. He gave up the opening three touchdowns. Not good. 
Do you know who it is? I think you know who it is also, really quick. Backtrack. It was a Monday night. Uh, if you guys remember, Le'Veon Bell scored from, uh, I think, the one-yard line as time expired in regulation. This is actually an awesome game. And Antoine Blake, Antoine Blake in the third quarter, 70-yard interception return for a touchdown to put the Steelers up 10-7. On the road in San Diego, it was a huge win. I remember this game. I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, Ben Roethlisberger was, it was either injured or suspended. Uh, Mike Vick was your quarterback in this game. But Antoine Blake, big return for a touchdown, and uh, all year he was, he was the guy. He was, the, like, the other corner. I don't. Uh, I think. I'm trying to think about who their who their two guys were cornerback that year. I, I, it might have been the year after. Uh, might have been the year after Ike Taylor retired. But one way or another, um, yeah, they 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 had a uh, they had Antoine Blake at cornerback. Wow, he wasn't great. That's all I remember. <laughs> but jokes aside about Antoine Blake, this is a serious hole that this team has had. And yeah. I hope they, I hope they draft for it. I hope that, I hope that Artie Burns becomes what we think he can be, and I hope that you know Ross Cockrell earns this job and continues to show that brilliance that he showed in the first half of last season. Um, secondary aside, we got a game to play. You know, well, I guess the secondary is included in that, but you know, there's other parts of the game as well. So we got a game to play. It's uh, for those who don't know, it's against the Cleveland Browns. So on uh, September 10th, we're about two weeks away from that date, 1 p.m. on CBS, 1 p.m. Eastern time. Going to be interesting. Going to be very, very cool to see this. And I think that this is an important little week here. So I want to talk about how what I think is going to be potential abuse of someone stepping into the line. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Oh, what a great audience. Let's dim the lights for this next one. Nope, too much. Ah, there it is. Got to get things just right. Like Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay, and we help you find coverage options that fit your budget. And now, the mood is right. Wait, the lights are back on again. Trudy, can you? And now it's completely dark. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Drink run. Here we go. McCafe coffees, shakes, and drinks. Ain't no thing. You the man. Yeah, that's what they're going to say. Oh, Kevin, thank you so much. We love you. That's right. You the champ. The drink run champ. Welcome to McDonald's. How can I help you? Own the drink run, Kevin. Own it. Now get a small smoothie, shake, or frappe for $2 on McDonald's one two three dollar menu. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Fact or fiction, Brian, Deshaun Kaiser has a really difficult week against the Steelers. Uh, definitely fact. Uh, I think he's going to have a tough time. I think the Steelers play the Browns in week one. Seems to me like every year. Uh, and they always seem to do a pretty good job with them, especially defensively. Um, I think the Steelers are going to be stout this year, uh, especially with their uh, – you're talking about the, the secondary having some issues. I think that their front seven are awesome, and I think they're, I think they're probably going to eat this guy alive. Um, I think that, uh, for the most part, the Steelers crush rookie quarterbacks, um, and that used to be a Dick LeBeau thing, but I think that that's just a black and gold thing, um, especially against the Cleveland Browns and especially week one of the regular season parts. I think that the Steelers are definitely going to eat this guy for lunch and breakfast, and I'm excited to see what they're going to do. 
Yeah, Deshaun Kaiser, um, listen, he's the 27th starting quarterback for the Browns since 1999. We should play a game one time, see how many we can name. That'd be fun. Trent Dilfer's definitely in there. Tim Couch. Yeah, a Tim Couch. Oh, my God. Tim Couch. Yeah, Brian, Brian Hoyer, Hoyer, obviously. Yeah. We got to give that to the best guy. You got, you got Jason Campbell. Yeah, oh, my goodness. You got Brady Quinn. Johnny Manziel. The bottom line is we can play this game forever, but he, he's number 27, and it's not going to be much easier for him. Listen, the Browns quarterbacks have less wins at home than Ben Roethlisberger does in Cleveland. Like, it's pretty bad. They're not very good, folks. Like, I, I don't really know how to say this to you, but that's just kind of how it is. Um, yeah, I don't see Deshaun Kaiser getting very far. Um, it's pretty crazy. I mean, this guy's exactly one day older than me um, and is now going to be taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I am, in fact, 21 years old, born on January the 4th. He was born on January the 3rd. Um, but, you know, his last couple of years at Notre Dame, listen, it, Good numbers across the board, but nothing that certainly strikes you, you know, nothing that certainly struck anyone as super dominant. Um, you know, guy was late in the second round, and, and now he's going to be making a start against arguably one of the top five defenses in the league. So, uh, Deshaun Kaiser, I'm sorry, but this might be pretty hard. This, this could be difficult. Listen, I wish you good luck because, you know, we're both Capricorns and whatnot, but I, I don't think I can wish you luck from a football standpoint. Um, Pretty pretty tough outing here for you, Ham. You know we're I gonna, just don't like Notre Dame quarterbacks in the NFL. No, neither do I. Jimmy Clausen, horrible, bad. He was a golden oh boy. Oh my god. He and Brady Quinn both were yeah. guys that everyone were like, this is gonna be the Brady next Quinn, guy. Another one for that Browns list. Is yeah, <laughs> just bad, really bad. What did you, Jimmy Clausen? He gets stuck in Carolina, I think. Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. Yes. And he's done nothing. I think he was he's, he was pre Cam Newton. Wow. Yeah, Notre Dame quarterbacks is not that great, um, and I don't know. We're uh, I think that for the most part, you know, you're going to see what I think five at least the first the, the first five Steeler games are all at one o'clock, um, and I think three of them are on the road for at least three of the first four. So we'll see. The Steelers traditionally are bad at the with the one o'clock um, with the one o'clock game. Um, a lot of those games, what do they go? They go Cleveland, Minnesota, Chicago, Baltimore, and uh, then uh, then they got wow. Then they got Jacksonville on the road at Kansas City. So a couple of those, I don't know. I would I wouldn't be surprised if they struggle with uh, Minnesota, Baltimore, and Kansas City, uh, with two of those being on the road. Uh, I, well, you know, I'll be. I think if they're four and two, I'll be happy. So interestingly enough, you know, we could we could talk really far down the schedule as far as records go. But I think that it's interesting that you talk about, you know, they struggle in that 1 o'clock, that little offensive, uh, that afternoon spot. The first five games that you listed, those are all 1 o'clock games, okay? And then after the bye week, the Steelers only have two 1 o'clock games the rest of the season. The rest are all at 4.30 or 8.30. Um, so that definitely does have a factor, folks, whether you want to believe it or not. Um, what time these guys do play can be very, very influential. Um, otherwise, Hamlin. That's pretty much going to do it here for us, but we do have one more little fact or fiction here because I'm, I'm eager to hear your opinions. You know, Cleveland right now, they're not too much of a football town. They're, they're more of that basketball town right now. Uh, LeBron James, obviously, you know, this Kyrie Irving trade is going through for those who are NBA fans. Um, you know, and, and Pittsburgh for me has always been like a city that could really benefit from having an NBA team. It's been a, something I've wanted to have there my entire life. So, 
fact or fiction, Brian, an NBA team will come to Pittsburgh in the next 30 years. Wow, 30 years? So, all right, Parnas, you're the big basketball guy, so I, I got to ask you this. How, if the NBA was going to expand, oh, they got 30 teams right now? Yes. So how many teams would they have to add? 32, at least. So they'd have to add two teams. They'd have to add two. And if you want the honest opinion, the top three sports markets, okay, and, and this is legitimate. But don't have an NBA team? Or don't have an NBA team right now. Are, lost, are Seattle. Seattle's getting the first. It's yeah. guaranteed they're getting the first team. The Kings have already been rumored to go there from Sacramento to Seattle. The fact that the, the Supersonics were sold was a, That's a, like tragedy. a, a, a fraud, like a complete fraudulent to those whole pe- that whole group of people there. Um, but, yeah, you know, there is uh, – So Pittsburgh's in the top three? Yeah, so Pittsburgh is number three is what I'm trying to say here. Number sure. one – is Seattle. Number two is Las Vegas, of course. Yeah. And number three is Pittsburgh with Virginia Beach afterwards. Like, with, let's be honest, Virginia Beach not getting a they're, team. They're not getting a team. Although no. Norfolk is kind of a nice area. I, not, maybe, maybe not so much nice. But I, I, like, I like Norfolk, Virginia Beach. I used to live down there. Um, huh. I think, okay, I think I could probably see it happening, especially because uh, I think that the basketball culture in Pittsburgh is nice. I think that they have great high school and great college basketball. Yeah, Pitt, man. Unbelievably Pitt, popular. Pitt, Duquesne. Um, I mean, Pitt's pretty, yeah. I mean, Pitt's been a top 25 program college basketball the past, you know, 25 years. Um, so, yeah, I would like to see it happen. But we'll see. It's definitely, for, to me, it's, it's going to be a three-sport town for a while. For a while. The next 30 years, it's a long time. So, we'll see what happens. I am hoping that it is by the end of my lifetime. I'm going to say fact for the sake of being optimistic, but I don't know if it's going to happen. Um, I really don't, just because this is, like you said, hockey and football, they dominate the winner here. But with how popular the NBA is getting, it's definitely not unreasonable. It's going to be cool to see it. Next Monday, folks, we are just going to be one week away at that point. That is, of course, September 4th. It is Labor Day. You might be off, but we'll still be on. We'll be bringing you the latest Steeler coverage, fact or fiction. We'd love for you to join us next time. Also, feel free to take a look at Behind the Steel Curtain and SB Nation affiliate for our own Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Hamlin, any closing thoughts here? Said it once and I'll say it again. A Steelers good enough to beat my uh, Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. You're about to say Miami. They're definitely good enough to be Miami. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They're de- Miami's bad. Yeah, Miami not good. Although I do think Jay Cutler can do some stuff down there. Jay Cutler's frat. Jay Cutler. Would Jay Cutler get a bid to a fraternity? That's the question. Yeah, 100%. Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler would kill a middle-tier house. He would be the greatest middle-tier president ever. Like, like, you would, like chapter would get pushed back. To you know, like Tuesday night, it never works. There's like ten people there. He's smoking cigarettes the whole time. He's kind of like he's drunk at class. You know what I mean? Like like upper middle school presidents like turn up like that, and they get drunk at, like and they and like they they drink they drink like natty ice out of a styrofoam cup, like out of a big golf styrofoam cup with a straw and and ice. They drink. They drink, what did I say, Keystone Ice or Natty Ice? Yeah. Yeah, Keystone Ice with, uh, with a styrofoam cup and a straw and ice. That's so bad, but, like, in croquis. 
Always wearing crokies, always wearing Jordan shorts, maybe even cargo shorts. Definitely wearing cargo shorts. A cutoff from like a sorority philanthropy, like a lower tier sorority philanthropy. <laughs> That's so bad. Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler. All right. What so do you think he smokes? What kind of cigarettes? Jay Cutler is probably the kind of guy to, uh, you know, go into the store and like take a really, really good amount of time looking at that wall. He really wants which to wall? make sure. The, yeah, wall? The, the wall full of tobacco products. I thought you like, meant like the, like the porn wall. No, no. <laughs> that could be it, too. Jay Cutler, him saying – I also want to say that him saying that he doesn't have to be in the best cardiovascular shape was probably one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Have you ever seen Big Ben with his shirt off? Yeah, he looks horrible. Yeah, I guarantee you Jay Cutler looks better than Big Ben. Oh, that's a stretch. I guarantee you Jay Cutler looks – like, you do not have to be in, in good shape to play quarterback. No, you don't. Like, like the, oh. new guys, the new guys are all, like – Super well, like super cut, you know, like sponsoring Under Armour. I mean, I guess that's Tom Brady, but like he and he's old, but uh, he's a vegan and shit. Yeah, like he's all like healthy and whatnot. Like, dude, Big Ben, Big Ben drinks like, like does not drink light beer. Jay Cutler doesn't drink light beer. Yes, he does. They both drink butt heavy. And I, I like that about them both, and that's why I'm all right with Jay Cutler. You know, I'm thinking next segment, next time we do this show, and I, I hope you all uh, agree with us, um, we should have what kind of beer someone – that could be something we do every week. What kind of beer does some player what drink? What does Le'Veon Bell drink? What does Le'Veon Bell drink? Well, he definitely likes something expensive. I'll tell you that. Well, well, are we going to end with this one just right here on the spot? No, we'll leave that for next week. I think we have to. Yeah. We, we need a little prep tough. for this, let's be honest. There's a lot of beers to go through, ladies and gentlemen. If you have a good beer that you want to recommend, please do. We're always looking for good beer reps. Um, and we're always looking to see good Steelers recommendations as well. So join us next time with your call. Thank you so much for joining us here today. This has been another episode of Fact or Fiction. We'll catch you here on Labor Day. Thanks, folks. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.